0: Thank you for listening to the Pentecostals of Bosier City Sermon Podcast. For more information, including our live webcast schedules, please visit www.pobc.cc. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us rejoice in the God of our salvation. He that the Son has set free is free indeed. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. Oh, praise God. Now, would you just look at your neighbor and do this right there? Just look at them. Just annoy them a little bit by doing that. And then shout at the top of your lungs, I'm free. free. Say it again, I'm free. free. One more time, "I'm I'm free. I'm free. I'm free! Oh, hallelujah! Glory to God! Oh, what a privilege to be at the Pentecostals of Bozier City today. I, I don't even know where to start here, folks. I'm so, I sound like Bunch and Breeze here. I'm so awesomized to be here right now. I'm honorified and uh, it's just a privilege to be with you folks. We have felt a kinship with this church. I've not been here much over the years, but it's, we, also, we have always felt like this is our sister church. And last night I was visiting with the deans and I was reminded that it was May 31 years ago that we went to Pearland and it was May 31 years ago that the deans became pastor right here in bozer city and that is that a spell oh, let's hear it. give it up for him right now i mean you, you you just ought to love a pastor that'll put up with anyone for 31 years i mean that is that's a testimony of longevity right there and uh and he said y'all put up with him but it, I know better, I know better. He's a wonderful, this is a wonderful family and ever since I've known the Dean family, you just can't find better people. They love God. They talk the talk and they walk the walk, amen. We have so many connections with families in this church, friends from lifelong, some of you on this platform, know my family and I'll pay you whatever it takes to keep you quiet about my family. And our family is, our family is like fudge. It's, it's very sweet, but there's a few nuts in the bunch. Okay. That's, that's our family. And, uh, (laughs) but to be here today on, I love my church and I wanted to wear an I love my church t-shirt, but the mic can't hang anywhere when I do that. And so I, I'm standing here looking dignified, but I really want to be in a, I love my church. And then to celebrate the volunteer fair, to get involved in the greatest team this side of heaven. This is just incredible. I, I, this sounds like a marquee for a church church cannot be spelled without you. How's that? And you are a part of this great church. It's my church. It's my gospel. It's my involvement. And if you would permit me just a few moments, I do feel like the word of the Lord and the spirit of the Lord have something to say. And I I don't say that tritely because I prayed over this service and I felt the Lord dealing with me late last night and I just shifted directions entirely. I just feel God in this place, in your worship, in the joy of the Lord that I sense in this building, in the moving of the Spirit. Can I say that I believe already in this house there have been healings in this building? I believe that in this service already. I believe something has clicked in somebody's heart and mind. And if you're a guest here today, this is your last day to be a guest. Amen. This is my church. This is your church. Amen. Just remain standing. One verse of scripture. Numbers chapter 10. Moses is speaking to his dad-in-law. And he says, we are journeying, Numbers 10, 29, into the place of which the Lord said, I will give it to you. Come thou with us, and we will do thee good. Another translation says it like this. We are leaving for the place the Lord has promised us. He said that all will go well for us. So come along, and we will make sure that all goes well with You, Can I give you an invitation today? What a great invitation. Would you just join with this church family right now and come dream with us? I believe the Lord has great things in store for this church. Oh, praise God. Oh, praise God. Father, I ask you in this building today... You see every one of us, O oh Lord. You know our backgrounds. You know our down-sitting uprising. You know where we came from, God. You know the issues that we face in our daily lives. I pray the anointing of heaven come into this building today and break every yoke of bondage. Do the supernatural, God. We step beyond the natural, Lord, into the realm that you desire. Work that miracle. Let walls fall down around us, and we give you praise. Put your hands together and shout in Jesus' name. Oh, praise God. God bless you. You may be seated. There are defining moments in life. One of the great preachers of yesteryear told the story of growing up in upstate New York along Lake Erie. There was a barn in the nearby community that when it rained, people would come from miles around to watch the barn in the midst of the rain. You might ask, why would they do that? Well, the barn was so located on the crest of a Chautauqua Hill, it was placed so that the ridgepole was a watershed between two great river systems. The drop of rain that fell on one side of the roof would flow into Lake Erie and then through the St. Lawrence River into the Atlantic Ocean. The drops of rain that fell on the other side of the roof would go into Lake Chautauqua and then by the Ohio River to the Mississippi and into the Gulf of Mexico that raindrops coming down from heaven mere inches apart uh, could be separated by thousands of miles depending on which side of the roof they fell on. I believe we are in a watershed moment in the apostolic movement. I believe we're in a watershed moment in this nation. I believe the Pentecostal of Bossier City are in that defining moment where what we do in the next few moments, hours, days, and weeks can determine not only the destiny of our souls but the destiny of everyone that we reach. Uh, Because Simon Peter had a healing shadow and each of you has a healing influence. Uh, You could walk out of here today with that I love my church shirt on and run into a waitress, uh, a gas attendant, a store attendant, a complete stranger. And you could be the difference uh, in that person's life, that family's eternity. Ananias only won one soul, but what a soul he won. You could win the next apostle Paul that will turn uh, the world uh, upside down. Uh, I want to be a part uh, of that kind of church and that kind of revival so in these next few moments if you know how to pray Breathe a prayer. Breathe a prayer that someone makes a right choice and that God would order every step of every person in this building today because I am preaching to what I believe to be the greatest revival that Shreveport Bossier City has ever seen. It is in your hands that there are things that God is wanting to do in this building Uh, I believe uh, hanging over this building right now is a canopy uh, of clouds uh, filled with promises uh, and prophecies uh, of what shall happen what will happen God's not forgotten your labor of love Uh, he's going to use you Uh, he's going to magnify you Uh, he's going to exalt you get ready get ready Numbers 10, Moses so believed the promises of God that God was taking them to a land flowing with milk and honey. He believed that isolated, there were no match for the elements before them, but united they could achieve what God had promised for them. We believe that this church is marching into its God-ordained destiny that there is a hope and a dream beyond anything we could imagine that God longs to do in this place and through you. That dream is multi-generational. It will take more than one generation to see this dream accomplished. Uh, We need a marriage of the young and of the old uh, to say by ourselves we can't do it, uh, but together we can impact this area for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, This dream is larger than one race or one language. Uh, It's multiracial. It's multilateral. uh, that God wants to accomplish something. Uh, I believe someday in heaven there will be every tribe, every ethnicity, every tongue uh, and every nation. Why wait until then? Uh, Why not let it happen uh, on a Sunday morning uh, that there is a, oh I feel the Holy Ghost in that, that there is a harvest. uh, Oh can't you see it? Uh, It's a field whitened uh, to harvest uh, that God is bringing, that's the dream there's a dream that goes beyond the singular and enters into the multiple that one person cannot do this Uh, the people on the platform can't do it by themselves pastor and pastoral staff can't do it by themselves Uh, we need the entire body of Christ uh, working together to see what God can do I feel the Holy Ghost Uh, I believe you can pray for the sick and they'll be healed Uh, I believe you can pray a prayer deliverance Uh, I believe you you can extend the helping hand uh, I believe you are the good Samaritan on the Jericho road uh, and you can lift up the fall and uh, I believe you can do it. we move from exclusive worship at the totem pole of I Me, mine and myself to an inclusionary worship that says I just not all I can be unless you are with me We move out of the insularity of cookie-cutter Christianity that says, you've got to talk like me, walk like me, act like me, hate what I hate, like what I like, look like me, or you'll never be a part of me. And we move into the whosoever will mindset of the Lord and Savior who said, if they're not against us, they're for us. (laughs) Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in that. Come dream with us. Come dream with us to see the greatest revival that North America has ever seen. It's in this house right now. If somebody would lift their arm of faith like a lightning rod into those clouds of promises, I believe that there will be an instantaneous connection between faith and grace, and God will do a work in your heart and mind, and he will change you into what. Oh, if you believe that, shout yes. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in that. There was once, there was once a great church. We read when the church was born in the second chapter of Acts and We saw that they turned their world upside down, not with eloquence of words of men's wisdom, but with a demonstration of the power of God. Not with plans, but with prayers. Not with strategy, but with unity. We read of saints in Caesar's household. We read of their remarkable love for one another. We read of their sacrificial lifestyles, giving above and beyond measure. And we read of miracles and healings and spirit inspired courage and boldness we read of the gospel they preached in Jerusalem the death the burial and resurrection and our response to it he died on the cross so we repent of our sins he was buried in a borrowed tomb so we are buried with him in baptism he rose from the grave through the power of the spirit and we receive the infant if that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, if it dwells in you, it will quicken you. And with that message, that once great church turn the world upside down. But Notice something about that word church in the Greek. It's ecclesia. It means the called out ones. It means an assembly that God promises to dwell in the midst of all. Us, He said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. That we are his tabernacle, his temple, and his spirit dwells in us. We are the living stones forming and shaping a new temple of God. We are his people. Our bodies are the temple of God. Our members are part of the body of Christ. We thank God for the church that once existed. And we know that people need a place to to come together and worship. When the church was born in the first century, get this, uh, there were 3,000 added to the church on day one. There was not a building big enough to hold the church the moment uh, the day began. Your pastor and staff are not gonna like what I'm about to say right now. There's gonna be some groaning going on. But let me just tell you, I sense a revival in the air in this assembly. I don't know if you've got enough chairs and enough parking places to hold what God longs to do through you I see your families I see colleges I see schools and institutions converting and turning toward this church they're coming folks this is a city set upon a hill that cannot be hid they Jesus said of the place where the early church met Solomon's porch outside... My house shall be called a house of prayer. They met there on Sundays and then they met house to house and small groups, connect groups uh, throughout the week. Uh, that is not something new. This is thoroughly apostolic. Uh, but you know what makes this place special? It's not just that you and prior generations sacrifice to build this. Uh, what really makes this special is Jesus said when two or three get together... It doesn't matter how beautiful. It doesn't matter how humble. But when you get together in the name of Jesus, uh, there is an anointing and there is a power. I feel that power. It's moving up and down every aisle. It's going down every row and every pew in this building right now. There's enough anointing on every chair and every pew in this building to set everybody free in this building. Uh, I believe that once great church has now become the modern 21st century. I believe that church still lives. And I don't know about you, but I love my church. I love it with everything inside of me, from the top of my head to my toenails. Somebody shout, I love my church. Oh, my. Do you know when you stepped on this place? that you have stepped into the gate of heaven. This is Bethel, the house of God. This is a place where the princes of the power of the air, they have no authority. They have no power because people have prayed and people have bound that. This is a soul saving station. This is a maternity ward for brand new folks. This is a place that looked beyond your fault and saw your need. This is a place that helped you get back on your feet again. I love my church. I love my church. Uh, Jesus said upon this rock I will build my church uh, and the gates of hell uh, shall not uh, prevail. Uh, There is no power in this city. There is no power in this parish. Uh, There is no power in this state uh, that can stop this church. Uh, I love my church. He loves his church. Don't believe people who whisper that the church is in decline. Don't listen to those folks who always point out the problems. They hang around the coffee kiosk and they drink coffee and say, wasn't as good as last week. That light bulb's not burning. What do we pay all these people around here to do? I saw a spot on the carpet. Don't you listen to those folks don't you listen to them that whisper the church is in decline. Don't pay a bit attention to folks who point out problems because so long as you and I are in this church, there's going to be problems because none of us have sprouted halos. I'm looking. (sighs) None of us have angels' wings coming out of our backs just yet. There's an old Persian fable that says the dogs may bark, but the caravan rolls on. People may mock, but I say let the church roll on. Critics may sneer, but let the church roll on. Doubters may ridicule, but let the church roll on. The carnal may scorn, but let the church roll on. Because the best days are not behind us. The best days are in front of us. We're marching to Zion, beautiful, beautiful Zion. We've got a destiny and a future. Do you know that the church is the one place where God promised to reveal his glory? The only place... He didn't promise that to the 4-H club. He didn't promise that to the Kiwanis club. He didn't promise that to the Rotary club. He didn't promise that to the Lions club. He's not going to be found on a football field, not going to be found in an educational institution. But Paul said, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church. You know where you're going to find glory to get rid of your pain? You're going to find it in the church. Uh, Do you know where you're going to find peace of mind? You're going to find it in the church. Uh, Do you know where you're going to find healing for your body? When the doctors have written you off, well, whose report will you believe? Uh, We're going to believe the report of the Lord uh, in this house. Uh, There's glory in this church. Oh, somebody, time out, time out. A little praise break in the house right now. Just a little praise. I love my church. Thank you for my church, Lord. Thank you for the church, oh God. Thank you for the church. Notice the singularity and the plurality to him. To him. Him who is able. It's not us. It's him. Who can do beyond what we ask. According to the power works in us. Wow. To all generations. Mm-mm. That we've got to have each other to see him be made manifest. It was after an accident that Jamie lost her left arm. She refused to go to school. She wouldn't go to church for an entire year. She was so, she felt like a spectacle, like an oddball. And finally, Jamie told her and mom said, okay, I'm going to go to church. And She said, I'll start at church and maybe I'll work my way back up to school. And at the conclusion of that Sunday school lesson that day, which was about inviting friends to church, the teacher led the class to doing the hand motions, that familiar thing we learned in children's, don't you thank God for people who love children's ministry and pour that into us? Oh, praise God. Let's give them a hand right now. My, 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 my. That, that familiar poem, you, you remember, here's the church, here's the steeple, open the door, and there's the people. Say, Brother Girl, I didn't learn that in Sunday school. Well, I'm teaching you. Here's the church. Here's the steeple. Then you have to do your heads. It's really tricky. Like this. And you open the doors, and there's the people. Is that clever? I'm telling you, who thought of that? Well, Jamie was sitting there with one arm. And her eyes were filled with tears. And a young nine-year-old boy realized the dilemma. And so he knelt beside her. He offered his, his left hand. She offered her right hand. And together, they went through the rhyme together. This is what we're saying, folks. You're not complete in yourself, and neither am I, but together. Together, we're an army with banners. Together, we can accomplish and conquer and do so much. We are the church, the church of the living God, the very breath of heaven. I love my church. I love it. Come dream it seven distinguishing marks of an apostolic church like the Pentecostals of Bosier. We are a Bible based church. Now that may seem trite but let me just make sure you understand we are restorationists. We go back to the book. We don't go to creeds. We don't go to councils. We don't go to traditions. We go to the book and because this is what turned the world upside down. Let's get back to the book. Number two, we are not just a word bound church. We are a spirit filled church because because the church was born with an outpouring of the Spirit of God. And we need a fresh wind from heaven sweeping through our place. Uh, every time be filled with the Spirit in this house. Uh, be filled uh, with the power and the anointing of God. Number three, we're a church of honor. We believe the Spirit yields fruit in our lives. We can't do much in the flesh. In fact, without Him, we can do nothing. But God will enable us to live a holy and a godly life, to be people of character and integrity. Uh, I I want to not just talk the talk. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I want to live this thing. I want to walk this thing. Number four, we're a vision-drawn church. Someone once said that vision is a blazing campfire around which we can all gather. Our vision is summarized by two greats, uh, the great commandment to love God with everything you got uh, and the great commission to reach people with the only saving gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's our vision. We are an others-focused church. Uh, We exist for others. We don't believe church is about us, us for and no more. It's not just about the today people. It's about the tomorrow people that are on their way. That's why we get serious about connect groups. That's why you have a Spanish campus. That's why you spread the gospel around the world. It's not about us. It's about others. Look at your neighbor. I'm going to need you to smile on this one, okay? Come on. Uh, Boy, some of you are struggling. I don't even have my glasses on. I can sense the struggle. Let's just go ahead and smile. Give me your 100,000-watt smile. Okay, that'll do. Uh, Turn to your neighbor and say, we're a joyful church. We once sang a song, I got the joy, 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 down in my heart. I remember seeing that as a kid and looking around people going, I've got the joy, joy, joy. If, if you're happy on the inside, tell your face about it. Tell your face about it. Tell your foot and let it at least start patting a little bit. Maybe clap your hands a little you say, Brother Gurley, why? Because the joy of the Lord, it is your strength. It's what's going to get you through this crazy day that we're living in. Let the joy of the Lord arise in your heart. Ooh. And finally, number seven, and I don't need to tell Bozier this. We are a giving church. God loves hilariously happy, cheerful, not grudging givers. And you must love God so much because you give cheerfully. And wasn't wasn't that what the queen of Sheba noticed about Solomon's house, uh, that they were so joyful in their service? One of the greatest fears people have is the fear they are going to be forgotten. Listen to me, church. You will not be forgotten because of your loving, cheerful service. Uh, When you roll up your sleeves and say it's time to get to work around here. I'm not waiting on somebody to change the light bulbs. I know where the closet is. I'll change the light bulb. Uh, I'll join the maintenance team. Uh, I'll join the team. Uh, You know what? They need some help over here. I'm not the best or the brightest bulb but I, I know how to work uh, and I can work circles around people uh, you'll be the happiest uh, you've ever been uh, when you roll up your sleeves and say I'm going to get involved uh, because I love my church come dream with us. there was once a great church I believe this is the logical extension and error of that church and here's our invitation We believe there's room for you here in this place to get involved. I I, I read of a man who was hitchhiking, and uh, how can I say this kindly? Let me see. He was more than slightly inebriated. He was drunk. He was standing on a deserted stretch of highway, and rain was falling in buckets, and visibility was low, and... Suddenly, a car without its headlights on appeared in the night. It slowed almost to a complete stop a few feet from him. He jumped in the car's back seat, slammed the door, started to thank the driver, but realized there was no driver. And the car started moving slowly forward. He noticed that there was a curve up ahead, and a hand came in the driver's side window and turned the wheel This went on for minutes and minutes, the hand appearing at every curve, directing the car, the car moving slowly down the road. Finally, the hitchhiker, as inebriated and intoxicated as he was, he was freaked out. He said, I can't take this anymore. He opened the door, and he started running and screaming at the top of his lungs. And finally, he found a diner up ahead, and he raced in, and, and he sat down at the bar and said, I need black coffee. I need coffee. I need lots of coffee. He drank one cup, then two, and then he began to share the horrible experience of the driverless car, and, he, and everybody was listening, and the place grew quiet, and people were just rubbing their arms, the goosebumps, and, and finally, he just, when he finishes, he just starts weeping like a baby. And A few minutes later, two guys equally soaked walk into the same cafe, and one of them said to the other, hey, look, Bob, there's the guy that hopped in our car when we were pushing it down the road. I'm not speaking for your pastor or your leadership team, only for me. I think that's what some people want in church is a driverless car that gets them out of the weather that they can sit and enjoy while other people are pushing. Why don't you get out with us and put your shoulder to the wheel? (laughs) and say we could go a whole lot faster and we could go a whole lot further if we would unite to... Folks, don't get in the car and say, home, James. Uh, Take me to my everlasting home. Uh, Get in here and say, I'm going to roll up my sleeves uh, and we're either going to have revival or we're going to die trying. Uh, We're going to reach this city. Uh, We're going to reach every street, uh, every ethnicity, every home, every neighborhood. Uh, We're going to have revival. If you believe it, shout, yes. I want you part uh, of this church. Uh, Come dream with us. God's guiding hand is upon us. God's generous hand is upon this church. There's favor that is shining upon you right now. There is something in the spirit realm that says, I am elevating this assembly. I am going to lift it. Your pastor told me, he said, we have seen so much rain this year. Something in my spirit just clicked. It just clicked. I have never been through a season where there is so much rain in the natural realm that it's not God indicating that there is a spiritual outpouring on its heels. I wish somebody would receive that right now. You would just open up your heart and say, I receive that. I receive that into my spirit. I receive it. I receive it. I see a 30 soul revival I see a 60 soul revival I see a 100 soul revival I see Satan's kingdom being torn down I see homes being put back together again uh, addicts delivered Uh, I see the glory of God coming down on this city through this church Uh, Lord let it happen let it happen I must hasten, I must hasten. Let me just say this and come to a close. Acts twenty twenty eight says Jesus purchased the church with his own blood. And from now until then, the church requires sacrifice to go to new heights. And when you are asked to serve, it's no great sacrifice. You just say, I'm gonna do more than belong. I'm gonna participate. I will do more than just care. I will help. I will do more than forgive. I will forget. I will do more than dream. I will work. I will do more than teach. I will inspire. I will do more than earn. I will enrich. I will do more than give. I will serve. Now, it may cost you something. Cost you a little prestige. Cost you some comfort. You may have to reprioritize. To be like Jesus, you may give up some things that you like to get involved in one of the 16 teams that are meeting next door. Wow, I want to sign up. It's a little far. But maybe there's an online team that I can be a part of or something. It may cost you something. But it's better. Listen, listen, I don't know what you think this church wants. I like what Paul said in that most intimate second letter to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 12, 14. He said, I don't want your possessions. Instead, I want you. I want you. Can I tell you a story about our sis- your sister church in Pearland? It was hurricane season 2017 when Hurricane Harvey hit Houston with rain. The rain gauge across the street from our church, 52 inches of rain. Whew. Some of the church staff live at or near the church and, and they would tell you, I won't let them go home. But anyway, they, they, and they came to church during the storm just to make sure everything was okay. The greeting in Houston after Harvey was, are you dry? That was... <laughs> You dry. And that was that was the greeting. And they found out the church was dry. We had power. They checked the freezers and refrigerators and found out they were filled. And so without prompting, without asking permission, the volunteers began to gather from our one team. And they began to turn every light on in the building. They turned the lights on in the parking lot. They fired up the stoves and started cooking. First responders saw we were open for business and started pulling in by the droves. We started feeding the first responders. Then church people would float up to the church uh, with people they had rescued from their neighborhoods and we, the process was the same. When someone came into the church drenched, volunteers raced around to surround them with towels and hugs and hot chocolate and dry clothes. and We would sit down in the hall as they described the horror and the stress of losing all they had. But eventually the tears would dry and they would say, but thank God I'm alive. I'm alive. And then they'd start laughing. We'd help them off the ground and they would ask, this happened hundreds of times, what can I do? smile would come back as they began to feed people as they began to embrace new victims that came into the building and they started ministering. Within 11 days over 6 million dollars of relief supplies had been carefully sorted, packed and distributed by our church volunteers to tens of thousands of peoples. Most of the stories were not very dramatic. They're just caring for people floating meals out into stranded neighborhoods, mucking out houses, feeding the hungry, arms around hurting people. But I need to tell you one story. A lovely lady from Alabama had just moved into our area. She had experienced the week before Harvey the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We told her, whatever you need, we're here for you. And so when the water started rising, it got waist deep into her house and it was rising at six inches an hour, she realized, I'm in trouble. She called the disaster response. They said, man, we're so backed up, we can't get to you. She hung up. She had access. She got on Facebook and she messaged the church family page and said, help, I'm at such and such address. The water's getting high." She started to crawl up to her attic, but she thought, "No, I'll drown in the attic." It was an upside-down world, and so she went outside. She waited till the water got high enough, and she crawled onto her roof until a Louisiana boy that goes to our church came around the bend in the drive and pulled up and got Vivian off the roof. And when Vivian got to the church and everybody greeted her and cheered, she dried her eyes and said, what can I do? And for seven days and seven nights, she didn't leave that building ministering to everybody. What kind of church do you want? That's the kind of church that I want. And that's why I love my church. That's why I love my church. Can we stand all over this house right now? preacher, I heard what Pastor Ryan said about this volunteer, but I'm too old. Do you know? I wish she was here with me right now. Our most joyful greeter is 93 years old. She is, folks, she's the cat's meow, whatever that means. I don't know, but that's what she is. She lights up the room where she's at. You're not too old. There's something for you to do. Well, preacher, I've been hurt. I've I've helped out around church. It always amazes me that we ask God to use us and then complain when we feel used. It's people, folks. And hurting people hurt people. But love them anyway. Roll up your sleeves and say, it's my delight to do the will of God. Well, they they won't let me do what I want to do. I can sing better than anybody up here. They won't let me have a microphone every service. Well, then find something they will let you do and then do it with all of your heart and magnify your ministry and your glory. When you say, preacher, I I just don't like who's leading that team. If it was somebody else, I'd help, but I'm not like them. Hey, let me tell you a secret. Join the team anyway. Work hard. Make them look good. They'll be moved out of there. Then you can take over. (laughs) Or something like that. Let me hit the biggest 700-pound gorilla. Well, Pastor, obviously you don't know how important I am, how busy I am, how little time I have. Do you know we have bottles of water in our lobby? has a church logo on it. Do you know the person that arranges those, makes a half million dollars a year, is over about 1,400 people on his job, but he delights in doing that for every service. There's something you can do. I'll tell you something else. Some of the greatest leaders we have in our church work two and three jobs, but they will tell me the reason I have the strength to do what I do on my job is because I get so energized serving at my church. I love my church. I love my church. I'm done. I'm done. Let me close with this. I was in prayer early this morning. I was reading my Bible, and I don't know why I felt impressed to open the Gospel of Mark. And I was reading Mark. I've been fascinated with the last 48 hours. And I read this passage yet again in Mark 1 after he had called the disciples to him to serve. And they all said, yes. Is there a yes in the house today? Is there a yes in this place right now? Yeah. Somebody shout yes. Yes, yes. Here's what the Bible said as he called his disciples and they said yes. That it was at sunset, what photographers call the golden hour, that the entire city came to Jesus. Here's what I believe is on the heels of saying yes to service. The revival of Bozier City waits on you saying yes. And get ready. Photographers know that. That hour at sunset, the greatest photos are going to be taken. Greater works than these shall ye do. Here we are in the 11th hour at sunset. And get ready, folks there's gonna be miracles like you can't believe on the heels of you saying yes. Here's what I, I just feel this in the room right now. We have a custom and forgive me, forgive me if it's not your custom, but I sense it may be. We believe when the word of God is preached, you must respond to seal it in your spirit. So I'm asking from the back of the risers all the way to the front, uh, I'm asking you to step out into the aisle and get as far as you can toward the front before people in front of you block you. And with every step, here's what's happening. You're just saying yes to the Lord. You're saying, God, I don't know what you have for me, but I believe you're going to tell me. When I go to that room next door, Lord, you're going to speak. There's going to be a table that I'm not even thinking about. It's going to grip me. Uh, It's going to grab me. And I'm going to say, this is me. This is what I'm supposed to be doing uh, in this season. Just keep pressing forward. This is beautiful. Uh, this is beautiful. Oh, heaven stand in attention and watch us, the Pentecostals uh, of Bossier City uh, answer the call uh, to the next level of service. Uh, I feel, come dream with us, folks. Uh, come dream with us in this building right now. Holy Ghost is in this room. Uh, Lord, I'm here to give myself away. Anything you have for me today, Now, would you close your eyes and open your mouth and heart uh, and say, hear, God. uh, Hear, God, not my will. Not my will, but thine be done in my heart, in my life. Uh, I know you're in this place, oh God. I know you're in this place, God. I know you're here, Lord. Oh God, I hold nothing back. uh, Without reservation without inhibition without reluctance or reticence god i lay my all before you right now every moment of every day every hour every day of the week god what would you have me to do oh lord i give myself to you right now god oh god i give myself to you oh in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. No so hurry, amabasi am Oh, to see. i No hurry, I'm about to hide. Hotoshanda, I'm about to hide. Right where you're standing. Right where you're standing. Matthew said, Jesus said in Matthew, where two or three gathered. I'm in the midst. Would you just huddle with a few people around you right now? Bring a few people. Maybe you don't even know who's standing there. Would you put arms on shoulders? Whatever, whatever's appropriate. Uh, and I wish you would begin to pray one for another right now and say, Father, if there needs to be healing in one of my brothers or sister now, God, i call jehovah Rapha alive in this room right now god if there needs to be peace uh, i call jehovah shalom uh, in this room right now lord uh, if there needs to be direction god i go hold you i call jehovah Shema, the god who is there that very present help in the time of need lord uh, speak to us oh god speak to us oh God speak to us oh God move in their life answer their prayer oh God answer their prayer my life is not my own my life is not my own God I don't I don't own it Lord God you own it Lord you own it God You own it, Lord. I'm yours, God. My life Life is not my own.